This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's drive time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland where the Indians are trying to nail down their third consecutive American League Central Division title. They were trying to do so on the last road swing but were unable to. And then on Friday night in downtown Cleveland, the Tigers took the opener of a nine-game homestand by a final score of 5-4 to four, despite a valiant effort by the Indians trying to come from behind late. Coming up on this week's show, we will hear from Corey Kluber and Andrew Miller, certainly two of the keys to the Tribe's postseason hopes. We will also hear from one of their September call-ups, outfielder Brandon Barnes, assistant general manager Carter Hawkins, and we'll have a Tribe tale coming your way as well. But first, a look back at the week in review for the Tribe, and not an easy week it has been for sure as the Indians ran into the buzzsaw that was the Tampa Bay Rays, a red-hot ball club down in St. Pete on the tail end of the road swing. It started on Monday night with a difficult loss as G-Man Choi's two-run home run in the bottom half of the ninth inning walked it off for Tampa Bay in a 6-5 Rays win over the Tribe on Monday night. Tuesday night, though, the Indians, well, they got outstanding pitching from Shane Bieber, and actually both pitchers in the Tuesday night game at the Trop were outstanding. Tyler Glass now for the Rays and Bieber for the Indians. The game was scoreless in the fifth inning. That's when Jan Gomes broke through for the Tribe. Gomes continuing what has been an extremely consistent season at the plate. And it's been getting better as it goes as he swings and drives one high and deep. Left center field, way back there. Home run, Jan Gomes. Yeah, tonight, better than consistent. He gives the Indians a 1-0 lead with home run number 14 on the season. To a deep part of this ballpark, too. 4-0-4 to dead center. That was to left center where the wall juts out a little bit. And he drove it on out of here to give the Indians the lead. In the sixth, it was Edwin Encarnacion sending one to the seats. The Indians are doing something they haven't done for a long time. And that is have at least a former all-star, maybe not an all-star this season, 
but an all-star in every spot in the lineup tonight. All nine spots. And Canacion with a drive to deep left. Away, way out of here. Gone. And for the second time against Glass now, the Parrot takes a ride. I mean, folks, that was prodigious. Deep into the lower deck and left. It's 2-0 Indians. And Edwin Encarnacion has hit 30 home runs for the seventh consecutive season. The only player in the major leagues with that kind of a stretch. Boy, and number 30 was an absolute rocket. And in the bottom half of the sixth inning, some strong defense from new tribe third baseman Josh Donaldson. The pitch, Crone bangs it to third. Backhanded pick by Donaldson from his knees. He gets up and he throws out Crone. Oh, that's a gold glove caliber play, especially on this turf. What a play by Donaldson going to the line. Backhanded pick on his knees, popped up quickly, and gunned down C.J. Crone to end the inning. And on the mound, Shane Bieber was just outstanding. Bieber into the motion, the pitch, and strikeout number 11. Pham looks at a fastball. Every time Bieber gets a strikeout, it's a new career high. Two down, Tampa batting in the sixth with the Indians leading it two to nothing. Brad Hand took over for Bieber to finish up the seventh. He was back out there in the eighth. Now the set. Now the pitch. Swung on a ground ball headed to short. Lindor gobbles it up, throws over, innings over. Boy, did Brad Hand look good this inning. Ninth inning is coming up with the Indians on top of the Rays, two to nothing. And then it was Cody Allen trying to close out another Tribe shutout. Two nothing Indians, ninth inning, runner on, two down. Allen's pitch. Swung on, hit high in the air to right. This should do it. Barnes is waiting. He makes the catch. Ball game. The Indians with a major league leading 15th shutout. And the Indians have reduced their magic number to three. Two nothing. The Indians a winner over Tampa Bay as Shane Bieber joins the 10 win club as he becomes the fifth Indians pitcher in double figures. So the Tribe evened up the series at one win apiece down in St. Pete, but then Wednesday, too much Blake Snell, who had a no-hitter into the seventh until Jose Ramirez hit a home run, and that proved to be the only hit for the Indians on Wednesday afternoon as the Rays won it 3-1. to Much-needed off day Thursday. The Tribe was back at it Friday night. They were trailing in the sixth inning 2-0 when the middle of the lineup went wild for the Indians. Two to nothing, Tigers lead the Indians, bottom of the sixth, one out, nobody on, Edwin Encarnacion. Swings and hits it high, hits it deep to left, gone to the bleachers! Number 31 for Edwin Encarnacion. And the Indians now trail it two to one. Encarnacion's 31st homer, 97th RBI. Now the 3-0 pitch to Donaldson. A swing and a towering drive to deep left. It's got a chance. It is gone.
was a blimp overhead. He would have hit that. We've got a 2-2 tie. Josh Donaldson makes his presence felt in his first game in Cleveland wearing an Indians uniform. Back to back by Encarnacion and Donaldson. And how many times did they see that in Canada when they were Blue Jay teammates? And that was the only excitement for the Tribe on Friday night as the Tigers win it by a final score of 5-4 to four, and clinching the American League Central Division would have to wait another day, at least. When we come back, we will hear from Corey Kluber and Andrew Miller, a couple of key starting pitchers or a couple of key pitchers for the Tribe's postseason hopes. Certainly Kluber as the ace of the starting staff and Andrew Miller trying to round into shape as he gets closer to postseason and maintains or gains full health and really is throwing the ball well. So we'll hear from them as we continue on Tribe Talk after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. And also downtown at uh, the Metropolitan at the 9 on Monday night. A great event for the Kluber Family Foundation as that builds upon some of the great things that Corey Kluber does in the community and uh, really just a, something that is heartwarming when you see it on a weekly basis during the course of the homestands. And on Monday night, he's having an event called Curveball for a Cause. And Corey talks about how that event came about. Yeah, I think that, you know, over the last couple of years, Amanda and I have had some opportunities through the team to to host some families at the field, uh, go visit, things like that. And, you know, I think, it, if anything, it, it kind of showed us how much that stuff means to us and, and also how much it means to, other, to those families. And I think that we just felt like it was a good time to try to try to expand on that and, and you know, maybe, maybe find some ways to make a, a little bit bigger impact. You mentioned what it means to you. Was there something uh, along the way that that made you want to get involved with this to, to start the initial bringing kids down to, on a game day and things like that, or, or is it just something that that came together and, and here it's developing? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, you know the the Indians, the Indians Charities has always done stuff with the uh, children's hospitals in the area, and, and you know we had gone on visits, and I think just. Um, you know, seeing how excited it, it, it is for those children and for the families to, even if it's just to meet a player for a few seconds, um, you know, anything to help help brighten their day. And so that was kind of what, you know, talking about that is what gave us the idea to start, you know, having kids in the field and ultimately uh, expand into starting a foundation. Well, you see the look on, on some of the kids' faces when they're down there when they meet you and just have a chance to hang out for a little bit. How about the other way? What What's the impact that it leaves on you? Yeah, for sure. I think that, you know, you... You obviously you feel for the situation that those families are in, but you know every single one of them is is unbelievable. Um, they have the most upbeat attitudes, you know, when they come to the field and stuff. And I think that it's it's a 
a powerful reminder to, to all of us that you know we, we play baseball but there's a lot bigger things in life as well the event again next uh, next Monday the 17th uh, it's an evening oh, event wow. how did you arrive at, at what it would be and, and what are some of the, the highlights for fans who are thinking about it might want to go uh, what can they look forward to if they do go yeah, I think just trying to you know have an event to launch things so to speak um, you know to to really kick off raising some money to do some things to, to help make a difference in the community. Um, you know, we'll have some teammates there who, who fans will be able to interact with a little bit. Um, be some auctions, dinner, things like that. You know, just hopefully, hopefully a fun night for people to come out and enjoy themselves. It says fine dining. Did, did you have input on the menu? No, I wouldn't know what fine dining is. <laughs> I left that up to other people. So you go to, if you do want to sign up, go to coreykluber.org coreykluber.org and allow all the information that you need to sign up and be a part of the event again next Monday. Uh, Corey, you look at um, how things are going on the mound and the uh, last two starts it looks like it's really come together nicely for you and I know different years present different challenges but as you head down the stretch here you feeling good about what's been happening lately and where it could go? Yeah, hope so. Um, you know, I think that I've, I've ironed out some of the mechanical things that I was struggling with earlier on and those things creep up every year. It's just sometimes you're able to fix them quicker than others. Um, but like I said, I think I've, I've ironed that stuff out, and I feel like um, I have a good a good grasp of, of what I'm trying to do out there right now. And you know, hopefully the the idea, the goal is to continue to do that, continue to build on that, and and gain momentum working our way into the postseason. And sometimes when when someone's consistent with what they do, and it's the fourth time you've won 18 games, so the consistency is there. It, it almost makes it sound like it's easy, but uh, you mentioned some of the challenges that you had this year. And is that what what makes the game enjoyable for you? Is, is to know that you have to tinker, and it. it's not always the easiest thing to to get where you'd like to be. Yeah, for sure. I don't think that there's there's anybody, and if if there is, there are very few guys who you know kind of never run into a a rough patch or whatever you want to call it throughout the course of a 162 game season. Um, you know, even the guys that hit 350 or the guys that have a, you know, a one ERA, I think they still have days where they don't feel comfortable with what they're doing, and that's kind of the the constant battle in this game is to to make adjustments. And when things don't feel right, you try to identify what it is and build a plan to go about fixing it and try to get things ironed out as quickly as possible. Yeah, it's been going well lately for sure. And uh, Corey, thanks a lot for stopping by. Best of luck with the event next week. Thanks, Rosie. That's Indians pitcher Corey Kluber, uh, certainly on a, a good path, and he'll start Tuesday night as they've bumped him back to line him up for the opening of postseason play for the Indians. Another key for the Tribe in the postseason, relief pitcher Andrew Miller, who certainly seems to be on the, the upswing this time around coming off the disabled list. And when we caught up with Andrew earlier this week, he talked about feeling better and being ready to help the club down the stretch and on into the postseason. Yeah, I think uh, it certainly does feel better. I feel it. I felt like uh, last night was it was a lot of fun to be out there and go out there and, and compete. And I was excited to be back with the guys and, and know how much time we have left and, and time to sharpen up. But ultimately, it's just kind of everything coming together. It's uh, it's been a, a tough year. It's not how I would have scripted it, but you know, ultimately, it's just kind of been you know one thing after another. I think we've got all that in the past, hopefully, and you know, look forward to competing down the stretch. 
Are there times during the, the course of a season like that where you feel like, man, is this ever going to click and, and come around the way it should? I, I think sometimes those thoughts creep in your head, but, you know, we got a great medical staff and we have great people around. So just try and take care of it and, and be you know strong and healthy and, and, you know, do everything I can to take care of that end of it. You know, the reality is, as baseball players, you don't, you don't really ever feel 100%. You got to deal with what you've got. You know, I feel like I'm in a good spot and I, I can't wait to get back out there. Managing emotions, I'm sure it sometimes can be a challenge. Was that difficult last night just based on the situation? Yeah, I don't think it was as tough as coming back a couple weeks ago because I certainly felt like I was in a more confident place and it wasn't that much time down this go around. So, you know, we're in a really good place and as unfortunate as the first half of, you know, two thirds of the season's been for me, I think things are, are pointing in the right direction at the most important time and, you know, I'm glad we have a great team and, you know, taking care of our of what we needed to in the division for the most part. So, you know, we still got our work cut out for us, but I feel like if I can contribute down the stretch, that uh, that'll go a long ways. And along those lines, can the return of a, of a pitcher like yourself, if you're going well, can that impact the, the other guys down in that pen? You know, my hope is to you know be a contributing member on a, on a team that wins the World Series. That's always my goal, and I think that I you know I'm putting myself in position to do that. Obviously, a, a lot of things have to go right, but the team that wins and the, the players that succeed, that's always true. So things are, are certainly in a good place, and I'm doing everything I can to keep it that way. Andrew Miller joining us, and uh, when the team gets back home, some good things going on off the field to help combat hunger in the Cleveland area, all part of the Cleveland Food Bank and the Indians' partnership. The Tyson Food Drives on Friday, and then the strikeout for Hunger Campaign takes place over the weekend. And, and you've been a, a part of that the last couple of years here, and uh, what makes that a, a special thing to you and your family? It's a great cause, and we, my wife and I, Katie, got uh, involved in it, I guess, maybe last year for the first time, and we had a lot of fun and saw that you know it's something that really affects people in a positive way. So happy to do it. It doesn't take much on our end to, to seemingly go a long way. So really happy to give a little bit of time and, and see people and, and you know help people that, that need food. And to some extent, you're you're new to Northeast Ohio. Tough sometimes to get involved in a new community, or because you've you've been in a couple of different spots in your major league career, is it a little bit easier to, to jump right in if you want to? It's great when the team facilitates stuff like this and they they give you ideas and options and. To be able to jump in and, and you know there's a lot of people with the organization that do a great job behind the scenes helping with you know these community type dealings and you know the fact that they set us up with this was great it was a perfect fit for our family and again it's just something you know we're, we're really happy to do and, and you know contribute in any way possible all right andrew great to see you back out there thanks thank you that's andrew miller who had a little hiccup in the ball game on friday night but for the most part has been just tremendous since returning from his most recent dl stint Stay tuned. More to come as we continue a Tribe Talk after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Rosenhouse back with you. It's Tribe Talk from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland, where the Indians are taking on the Detroit Tigers this weekend. A 3-10 first pitch Saturday afternoon, 1-10 on Sunday afternoon, and the Indians certainly hoping that one of those games uh, turns out to be a pennant clincher, and they wrap up a third straight American League Central Division crown. Well, it's September. That means some additions to the roster for the Tribe, as rosters can be expanded uh, over the 25 regular season limit, but in September, um, others can join the ball club, and one of those players for the Indians is outfielder Brandon Barnes. 14 seasons in professional baseball, major league time with Houston and Colorado. 
And uh, this year, a very good season at AAA. And Barnes talks about what getting back to the major leagues, even if it's just for the month of September, means to him. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's been a minute since I've been in the big leagues, but uh, you know it's just I take it as a blessing. You know, it's a blessing from God, and uh, you know I just want to be here and, and help any way I can. You know, whether it's coming off the bench and playing defense or going in for a pinch hit, base running, you know, whatever it may be, I just want to help this team win. And you're here for spring training, and you're in major league camp most of the spring. Uh, how much is it like it was just yesterday when you get up here in September and have a chance to see everyone again? Yeah, it was. You know, it felt like two days had passed. Uh, you know, I came over here and I, I knew, you know, quite a bit of the guys and uh, maybe most of the staff as well. I'd either played for or played against them, you know, throughout my career. And, uh, you know, it's just they, they make you feel very welcome. And it's, it's a lot of fun in this clubhouse. They always say experience counts for, for varying parts of this game. It seems like a lot. And in your in your case, you have good major league experience. How much has it helped you over the course of this season and now here in, in September? Yeah, it's uh, you know I've been doing this for a while, so it's uh, it's just go out there, do your job, uh, be a good teammate, you know, and, and just continue to get better. You know, every single year you want to get better, and uh, to get up here, it's uh, it's been a blessing. You get a chance to play and uh, mainly defensively, but you start the other day, hit a home run. And uh, what was that like rounding the bases for the first time in a big league game in a couple of years? Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, you know, it's, it's something I've, uh, I've dreamt over, you know, the past couple of years. And, uh, you know, the, the hard work I've put in, it's just, you know, it's a good feeling when you're rounding those bases. I get chills, you know, running the bases. So uh, to do that and, and to help the team, it was fun. Brandon Barnes joining us uh, up for September. And uh, it's football season, college football around here, a big deal. You had a chance to play college football, I know, way back when, before baseball really became the thing that, that you were going to do. Uh, explain what happened there, uh, how high a level you may have been able to play at, and what turned it. Um, you know, so in high school, I quit my senior year of high school baseball to uh, pursue football. I had a bunch of uh, schools looking at me, so I decided to just hit the weight room, get bigger, faster, stronger. Um, you know, Division One football, those guys aren't. They're different. They're different specimens. Uh, you know, they're, they're huge human beings. And being a defensive guy, I knew I would have to tackle one of them. I took a trip to UCLA. Uh, I took a trip to Washington, University of Washington, and uh, Colorado State was on the radar. So I, I wanted to stay close to home. And you know, had a verbal to uh, UCLA. Uh, there was a, a head coach firing. They brought in a new head coach who wanted to bring in his own recruits, which is 100% fine by me. And it, it kind of shot me back into baseball you know not knowing it at the time but I had a buddy who was playing junior college baseball and he asked me to come out and try out for the team so I, I gave it a shot uh, ended up making the team and signing uh, in the sixth round that year and here you are in your 14th pro season obviously you have to to love the game but to stay at it that long and and how does that build over time and what has it meant in this season where you've had a really good year no matter where you've been at yeah it's uh you know first off I love this game you know this is this is what I get to do for for a job, but I don't look at it as a job. This is uh, this is my my life, you know. Between my kids and baseball, you know, this is all I want to do. You know, I want to spend time with my family, and I want to be a baseball player. So, it's just coming out, grinding every single day, and you know, whether you're in AAA or you're in the big leagues, uh, it's going out and doing your job and, and having fun while you do it. You know, there's times where you're, where you're down on yourself, but it's it's a game. You know, it's it's meant to. Have, be played by having fun and you know winnings top of that 
your major league time has been with Houston and Colorado in addition to the Indians now. And, and you were saying, I think it was last week, that this may be the first time that you're in a pennant chase. You can celebrate something. That could happen this weekend. Uh, how much are you looking forward to that when it does happen? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm excited. You know, 14 years of, of professional baseball, I've never got to make the playoffs at any level. So, uh, you know, my first one to be here with Cleveland and, and be able to, to enjoy that with my family. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, I, I'm going to have no words when it comes. So I'm, I'm just super excited and I, I can't wait. All right, Brandon, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. All right, thank you. Boy, always a lot of great stories throughout baseball in the month of September, and certainly Brandon Barnes is one of those. Well, last weekend we had a chance to visit with Carter Hawkins, the Indians' assistant general manager who is with the ball club on the road swing. And we talked to Carter about what happens now with the uh, September 1st call-ups behind the team and the waiver period trade deadline complete. What is the focus for the front office now as the Indians get deeper and closer to the end of the season and closer to postseason? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we're going to continue to play hard every single game, whether or not we've clinched, whether or not we haven't clinched. Obviously, the fact that we haven't clinched, you know, makes us want to make sure that we're taking care of business each and every day. And, you know, Tito does such an unbelievable job of keeping guys on point and focused. And, you know, obviously, that's why he's had so much success. But from a front office standpoint, you know, as we're trying to think through what our next steps are, we are having to look into the future a little bit and, and planning for those different scenarios. And, you know, we do have, you know, the luxury of a little bit of a buffer here in our division and starting to think about how do we get guys healthy? How do we figure out what our most optimal playoff roster is? How do we figure out what our most optimal, you know, uh, things that we're going to do to put ourselves in the best position in the playoffs might be? So those are some of the conversations that are going on, you know, daily uh, at this point. And, uh, it's definitely a, a good problem to have to have to figure those things out. And uh, we know that the team's going to continue to take care of things on the field to let some of these conversations come to fruition here in a few weeks. Regular listeners uh, to our show remember you as, as the farm director for the Indians, and, and a lot of your responsibility still is in that area as an assistant general manager. And when you look at the Indians roster at this point in the season, I, I picked out four players who spent significant time in the minor leagues this year and, and have made imprints on the major league roster and let's start position player wise Greg Allen, Yandy Diaz uh, what have they done to, to really put themselves on the map here at the major league level maybe based on what they had done at AAA this year yeah I mean I think you look at what Greg's been able to do over the last you know few weeks and you know, over the course of the year as well um, you know we've, we've always seen the good defense you know when he was in the minor leagues you know playing center field but also you know being able to bounce around to left and right I think we've seen some more of that you know, as of late, as he's gotten a little bit more comfortable and been able to tap into some of his natural ability out there. Obviously, in Boston, made several you know highlight real plays, and I, and I think that's the type of defender that they were hoping that we're going to get day in and day out with him. I think as well on the base pass, we've seen him really kind of come into his own as he's gained comfort, gained trust in himself. You know, as he's feels like when he gets on first base, you know, hey, like you got a really good shot. This guy's going to get a bag, and he's making good jumps, making good decisions. You know, that's going to continue to be something that he's going to need to have you know, day in and day out to, to be the consistent contributor to a major league team that we know he can be. And we, you know, we're, are, we're kind of waiting for him to come into that, that mold, and we're seeing a little bit of it now. Um, offensively, obviously, you got to get on base to be able to take care of his or to be able to utilize his speed. And uh, it started to put some better at-bats together. I think you know, kind of getting a little bit more experience in the major leagues, getting a little bit more experience about how pitchers are going to attack him and understanding the type of hitter that he needs to be is, 
has been a huge aspect for him. And, uh, you know, we're starting to see some, some consistent production there. So, you know, overall really encouraged. You know, I think he would be the first to tell you he's got a ways to go to, to be the type of player that he knows he can be. But we're seeing a lot more glimpses of it now, and hopefully he starts stringing those together to become uh, the player we all know he can be. You know, in terms of Yandi, obviously uh, stuck behind, you know, some of the guys up in the major leagues. It's, it's tough to be a Cleveland Indians uh, infielder these days, obviously, with, with Rammer and, and Lindor and, you know, Kip and, and obviously our, our first base platoon there. It's, it's, it's been very difficult to find at bats for a guy like Yandi, even though Yandi's clearly a major league hitter. Um, but he's done a great job of, of staying focused and taking advantage of the opportunities when he's gotten up here in Cleveland. And, you know, hopefully, you know, not only the hitting will continue to develop, but also the defense and, and really finding a spot for him long term so that he can be on this roster. So long and the short of it is, you know, both of those guys are, are part of our future and are part of our present um, and just really figuring out how to get consistent uh, production out of them um, using some of the skills they already have is just kind of the name of the game. Pitching-wise, today's starting pitcher, Adam Plutko, uh, boy, for someone who's been up and back as many times as he has, he really seems to have maintained his focus. And what did he gain by being able to, to be adaptable and, and go down there and, and take care of business at the minor league level and then come up here and, and have success? Yeah, I mean, the, the old cliche that is a cliche because it's true is you know, control what you, can, what you can control. And the only thing that Adam can really control is his ability to focus on becoming a better pitcher every single day. One thing that's helped him become a better pitcher this year, and we've talked about it some, is just the fact that he's healthy. He was dealing with some hip stuff last year that reduced his stuff a little bit. He grinded through it, had an okay year, but wasn't Adam Plutko in the way that he knows Adam Plutko can be. This year he's been fully healthy. His velocity's ticked up. His command's ticked up. He's really been working on continuing to develop his secondary stuff, specifically trying to get his change up in a little bit better spot so he has more weapons. And he's seen that play out, you know, over the course of the year. And I think what he's gained from being able to go back and forth is just the continued opportunity to see how his stuff plays in the major leagues, going back to AAA and being able to work on some of those things that may or may not have worked up in the big leagues, coming back and trying it in the big leagues. And I think he realized that's what he could control. He could control how he made adjustments. He couldn't control what uniform he was wearing. And I think because he was able to do that, he's getting to wear an Indian's uniform a lot more than the alternative. And uh, the other pitcher who started the year in the minor leagues and now entrenched in the rotation is Shane Bieber. Any surprise that, that he didn't really have to go back once he came up here? Not really, especially if you had asked him as Tito. I think that was the whole you know, reason the behind in spring training. We didn't really want <laughs> to have our major league staff see him because we knew that they would, they would want to steal him, and we felt like there were some things that he could work on in the minor leagues so that when he got up here, um, you know, he would be, you know, the best version of himself. You know, Shane's done such an unbelievable job of getting his body in a position to be a major league pitcher, getting his mind in the position to be a major league pitcher, um, and, and certainly to see the success that he's had, you know, over the course of this year is, is not a surprise. That's Carter Hawkins, Indians assistant general manager. Stay tuned. We have the final segment of Tribe Talk coming your way shortly after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Tribe Talk, our final segment today at Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. The Indians will honor Victor Martinez, the former Tribe catcher, 17-year veteran of Major League Baseball, has announced that he will retire, and this is his final Major League season. Uh, just a tremendous career. We had a chance to visit with him earlier in the day down in the Tiger Clubhouse, and he talked about ending it on his terms, which is rare in today's game. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy, no regrets. You know, uh, I'm going to go home and, uh, you know, I finally sit on the couch and uh, I'm, I can say I left, I left everything I had in this game. And, and um, you know, definitely going to miss. I'm going to miss it, but, uh, you know, it's time for uh, be a full-time, full-time dad, uh, be at home and, you know, just... Just the next chapter, I'm ready for the next chapter of my life. You said sit on the couch, but it sounds like it, it's anything but that. You're gonna be keeping yourself pretty busy, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be pretty busy. You know, I got you know four kids, and then I have a you know a cattle ranch, you know, Kichobi, and and uh, that's gonna keep me you know pretty busy. So. I've been in a pretty good shape, trying to stay in shape too. <laughs> when you look back on it, uh, what do you think you'll miss the most? You always hear players say it's it's the day-to-day being around your teammates. Is that what you think you're going to miss the that, most? That's it. That's, you know, being in the clubhouse and being, being with my teammates. Uh, the game of series outside, I don't think I'm going to miss it that much just because my body is not the same. So, you know, I think that part... It's gonna go through a little easier, but definitely being here and the you know the day day to day with uh, with my teammates. You had great years with the Tigers, great years with the Red Sox. Indians fans saw you at the beginning. Some great years with the Tribe. What do you most remember about your time here in Cleveland? You know what? Um, you know, I had I had a lot of a lot of good times, and I think you know the '07. You know the playoff and the, the first game we play here um, against the Yankees. I remember coming out of the bullpen. I, you know, I always wanted to play. You know, playoff and big leagues. And I remember coming out out of the play uh, out of the bullpen, talking with CC, getting in together with the science and stuff. And I had my head down. And I, when I look up, I saw all the all the ballpark was packed with that rally towel that. That was something that I was, you know, got shoes. But, you know, it just, all those years, it, you know, they were so loyal to the team. And I always come here and be supporting supporting us. Uh, and that, that for me was the most important. As a player, you want to you wanna play in a place that, you know, the defense support, support the team and, you know, and I and I and I thought they they was always there for for us for my teammates and for myself. People always remember the the numbers; they're going to be there forever. What you did offensively, I remember when I first met you, you were on your way up 
at AAA Buffalo, that last step in the minor leagues with the Indians, and they worked you hard as a catcher. How proud were you that, that you became a, a really good major league catcher, especially in those early seasons here? Well, yeah, it took a lot of work, and uh, 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 it was a lot of help. I got a lot of help from uh, Chris Bando. Remember Chris Bando? Uh, he he um, went, went out there to Buffalo and worked, worked with me a lot, and... And uh, you know, I I really took a lot of pride on on my defense, and 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 uh, you know, unfortunately, at the, you know, at the end, I started getting out trouble with my knees and, and stuff that I couldn't catch anymore. But you know, I, I really, you know, I really enjoyed it being behind the plate. You know, catching guys like CC, Cliff Lee, Jake Westbrook, you know, Fausto Carmona. Uh, you know, it was it was a lot of fun being behind the plate for those guys. And when you look at, at future in the game, uh, your son looks like it, he really enjoys the game too. Uh, how have you passed that down to him over the years, and, and how can you be helpful to him uh, in the future now that you're out of the game and have some more time? Well, I think I think you know he was pretty much raised in a, in a big league clubhouse, and 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 for him to get to see the day to day in the clubhouse and the grind and that we go through and, and see my you know. My teammates, one come here and come and go, and and I keep telling him that, that you know that there's nothing given in this game, and you know you can only have talent, but you have to work. You know you have to work your butt off, and and the, again there's nothing given, and, and we have to go get it. So that's something that I make sure that that he understand, and 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 no matter what the the situation is, the circumstances is, if he's struggling or whatever, but play the game hard and, and respect your teammates. It worked for you for 17 years. It's been a pleasure to watch you for that time. Victor, thanks so much for yeah, the time. Thank you very much, and thank you. And that'll do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. We will join you next week from right here in downtown Cleveland as the Indians' final homestand of the season continues next weekend with the Boston Red Sox in town. Should be a fun series next weekend here at Progressive Field. So until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.